0: Welcome to the Destination Kingdom podcast, where one friend sharpens another, and culture meets Christianity. I'm your host, D, And I'm Key. Welcome
1: back for another episode of Destination Kingdom. We are a bi-weekly podcast hosted by two friends, Dee and Key, and we're on a mission to make sure culture and Christianity meet, because you cannot impact what you are not a part of. Let's get into this week's episode, y'all. Okay. What's take. One we're gonna okay. let that stay in. We're gonna let that say It is because that's the first time <laughs> ever recording live. We got it in one take. God <laughs> is a good God. Okay, okay. praise. <laughs> uh, what do you say, Shemika? For the overflow, yes. For yes. this, huh? <laughs> that is good. Oh, okay. Hey, real friends, welcome back <laughs> for another episode. Um, what you just heard is D and I and our special guest, Shamika. We were rejoicing because D and I recorded the intro in one take. Never happened a day in our ever. lives, ever. But, but, okay, but season three, God is taking us to new heights, huh? And that's a one take because he's a good God. All right.
0: <laughs> Say so one take. Oh,
1: come on. Come on. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll start this, this week's episode. So for you all that do not know, we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Shamika Tumblin. Um, she's an advocator. She's a mental health specialist. We will go further into that and we will read her full bio. But if you all hear a third voice on there, it's our real friend Shamika. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and get
0: into the thing about it. Yes, so y'all know, look, we good into the series now, so y'all know what the thing about it is. But for y'all that may not have listened to the beginning, y'all might just be tuning in to this episode. The thing about it is um, about Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka taking their break during the Olympics, prioritizing their mental health. And then we're just talking about how our thoughts on that as Black women, why were they so shunned? Mm-hmm. for prioritizing their mental health. So mm-hmm. Shamika, what's your thoughts, girl?
2: <laughs> I think it goes back into generational, not only not only generational trauma, but this generational um, story or narrative that we as African-American women have been told we have to uphold. And that is you're strong, you're independent, you don't need nobody and how that shows up and we talk about this a lot i feel like in so many of our friend groups is we praise okay yeah i come from a strong family you're gonna get it hot you know you know how to get it um you know non-christian artists but kevin gates you know say to get it out the mud and we know what that meant from the jump like you don't have to define what get out the mud is every black person whether they had to get it out the mud or not knows what it means because somebody in the family had to get it out the mud and taking it back to Naomi and Simone, you are seemingly on a platform where we are looking to you to aspire to, okay, that's a level to get to. That's what I'm trying to be. And it's like that understanding of do I want to be rich or do I want to be happy? Mm -hmm. And it's that when you have what the culture is striving for, You're not supposed to show the negative side of that. You're not supposed to make me feel, oh, even when I get there, I'm still going to have issues. I need you to sell me the rainbows and flowers. Don't give me them rainstorms and the dirt roads. That ain't what I'm asking for because I'm there now. And I feel like with them, that's what happened. They publicly have stated, okay, yes, I'm here. Yes, I may financially be sound. Yes, I may have stability, but they're showing this it means nothing to have all of those worldly possessions and have the materialistic stability. If I don't have the mental stability or sitting right with myself. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who are spiritual, that could even be understanding, okay, I can have all those things, but if my journey or my walk with Christ isn't there, I need to take a break. Mm -hmm. And even understanding when God puts me on a certain platform at a certain level, the understanding that may not mean that, you know, for instance, He's put me there so I don't have to do anything else. He may be putting me there so that I can show now that he's giving me everything I need to sustain me, I can afford to sit down and take a rest and give him more one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. Not saying that is what either of these ladies did, but for those of us in the, on, you know, on that path, the understanding that what they showed us is that once you get to a certain level, it doesn't mean that you give up on the things that help get you there. It just means that now you have more time and you know you do. Look at Naomi pay. It was like, oh, okay, y'all going to charge me if I say I want to skip interviews? Bet. Let me go ahead and pay you, and I'll take the penalty. Why? Because I'm set up to be able to afford those things. Kind of mm-hmm. like being prepared for the battle before you go into it. I'm going to mm-hmm. stop there
0: <laughs> Come on. Oh. Look, okay. Look, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Because okay. it's going to be a good one. Okay. I love all of it. I love
1: yes. it. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: All right, so Shamika Tumlin is an advocate, educator, and speaker. She has a Master of Science in Public Health from Meharry Medical College, Master's in Marriage and Family Therapy from Chevecca Nazarene University, and over seven years of experience in the field of behavioral health. Shamika is currently a public health professional in the field of maternal child health, Attempt license marriage and family therapist, national show Your Love Ambassador, Postpartum Support International Tennessee Chapter Board Member, a member of Black Christian Influencers and Forbes The Culture, as well as a Mama Glow Full Spectrum Dwala Trainee with Birth Manifesto. The organizations that Shamika are a part of are a representation of her values, desires, and the communities in which she seeks to create change. When speaking, she is always true to give honor to her creator, and her audiences know that she is but a vessel. Shamika's mission is to continue to aid families in changing the narrative around their mental health. Her hope is that communities will encourage deeper conversations around the importance of therapy and the understanding that it is not therapy or God, but instead both the eight individuals and walking in their purpose. Mm. Look, amen and amen and amen, all these credentials, okay? <laughs>
2: Ooh,
0: thank y'all. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being on with us, Shamika. Um Shamika has been a, a real life, real friend for years. Um, so we actually know Shamika from our Georgia Southern days. Y'all know we True Blue Georgia Southern, real GSU all day, every day. Bullock County, Statesboro. What's up? Um, <laughs> rip your set, right? Okay. We gonna rip our set real hard, okay? But um, so we've known Shamika for a number of years, and. I can always say, like, Shamika has always had a passion for just helping people and, you know, being an advocate, um, being but a vessel for guys who use to help people. Um, She was also in the uh, minority advisement program at Georgia Southern University, and, like, she was very adamant about making sure that we had programs that really helped the youth. At Georgia Southern, no matter their ethnicity or background. So, Shamika is true to this, not new to this. (laughs) And we thank you so much for joining us.
2: About to get the whole map slogan.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. So, Shamika, we're going to go into the. Oh, what did you finish, I need my bad?
0: I was going to say, we got to honor them beginnings.
2: What? Christian was in my head that whole time, like keeping it cool, <laughs> that, a a, map that the long Okay. <laughs> Shout
1: out to Big Chris. But yeah. um, <laughs> how do you, so the first question to get us started is um how do you establish healthy boundaries for protecting your mental health?
2: Okay, y'all. So in terms of establishing boundaries. In all honesty, I think your foundation is the same, whether you're establishing emotional boundaries, um, mental boundaries, or physical boundaries. You have to be able to acknowledge and recognize what it is you're trying to set boundaries for. So um, a lot of us are in relationships where we feel like, okay, if I treat this person differently or if I just don't talk to them, but every so often it'll change the relationship. And what we're doing is seeking to set boundaries, but we have yet to acknowledge why we need to set the boundary. So, okay, you got these relationships, you know you need to set boundaries, but why? Because with one person, you may need to set boundaries because they financially drain you, whereas with somebody else, you need to set boundaries because their tongue can cut like a knife. Mm -hmm. Boundaries still, but it's the understanding that with this person, maybe setting boundaries look like having a conversation I'm not the bank Mm -hmm. I can help you get resources to learn how to manage your money but that is not my job to be the one to help you manage that with this other person it may be we need to have a conversation of how your words cut and even then acknowledge if I need to set boundaries or if I need to just cut you off and I know we say we're in a culture of like we feel like it ain't nothing to cut them off but in all (laughs) honesty you know Before we get to the place where we cut people off, oftentimes they cut us, and people may not see that part because we have the ability to. I'm not gonna change the way I treat you because of how you treat me behind closed doors, but please know I still wear the marks. So, for that individual, it may be just coming to the place of okay. I've actually switched up a few times on how I approach you and people may not have noticed that. And the best thing for me to do is just to say this relationship isn't serving me because every time you cut me with your words, it makes me unable to show up the way I want to. It's not making me doubt who I am or see who I am differently. So first comes the acknowledgement and then the understanding of what step am I taking? Why am I setting this boundary? And then as far as making the boundary itself understanding you're not setting boundaries for them you're setting boundaries for you because a lot of people be like oh well I don't know how they're going to respond I don't know how to do this it don't matter the whole reason for this boundary is so that you are protected so that you feel different so boundaries yes include two parties or two people but the person that the boundaries being set for is you what matters is how you feel what changes for you, which is also why we have to do this thing called affirming our boundaries, because people are going to push back. They're not used to you showing up the way you're not going to show up. So you have to be willing to remember, this is for me. And when people try to test those boundaries, say, well, mm-mm, we're not doing this no more. Remember, we're doing this differently. And if we can't you know, upset uphold the new set of boundaries that we've set, then I got to change your position altogether. Um, And as far as it goes with, what does that look like? It's like I stated before, it may be, you're giving people resources, but you're no longer serving as the resource. Mm -hmm. It may mean you've, you know, told them, Hey, we need to take a break or I'm sorry, but our time together has come to an end. Like you can't come into this new season with me. Um, And even getting to Getting to that, I think the first step in all boundaries, if it is a person that you know or you feel safe enough with to have a conversation, is being able to have honest, true, transparent conversations with people and being vulnerable. And in that conversation, too, helps you to assist in knowing what type of boundaries you're setting. Because if I can't even hold a conversation with you to tell you how I feel, then once again, stronger boundaries may need to be set than what I was even initially thinking of setting. I hope that answered that.
0: Oh yeah, you answer child. You you definitely answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hitting home for the kid.
2: <laughs> yes, college taught you girls something. <laughs> <laughs> but yes,
0: that's real because sometimes if I can't approach you and tell my feelings, and it should work both ways in any yeah. relationship. Like you got to be able to express how you feel respectfully of course mm-hmm. um, but like and you may agree to disagree
2: but respectfully that part I feel like so many of us have been in relationships where we had to learn who we were that sometimes we can't even acknowledge or say aloud that this person is disrespecting me mm-hmm. and when I say a girl learned some things in college like undergrad and grad school the way people treat you, a lot of times, what keeps us in those relationships or keep us constantly setting new boundaries or adjusting their position is the fact that we fail to acknowledge what you're doing is not just ignoring my boundaries, but it's disrespect. Uh-huh. Because when I can say it's disrespect and we know that respect is both earned uh-huh. and given, then I can better say when it's time to just literally let this person uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. they
1: Good? Yeah, y'all are laughing at me because I'm just soaking all of this in, and I was not in my head. I was like, "You good? You got? You soaking
0: it in? You got something to say?" Like, no, I didn't have anything to say. I was soaking it in. Okay, I was soaking it in. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get into question number two. As a mental health counselor, what has been the biggest struggle you face when it comes to sticking to prioritizing your mental health?
2: Man, okay, so real life example, Um, this month, a lot of people are talking about self-care. It is also Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Um, And there's just a lot of things around grief happening as far as mental health is concerned. And we talk a lot, I feel like, as advocates and providers and people who serve as the caregivers in the field, about you know trigger warnings or this may you know create some type of a emotion or arousal of an emotion in you and it's also the understanding of knowing that i'm giving you all these warnings but it's also me that's toting a lot of this vicarious trauma as well because i'm constantly putting myself on purpose in positions to be able to hold space and it's having to acknowledge okay One, before I even do that, I need to make sure, and this is going to be a contrary to popular belief statement, I have to empty my cup. Mm -hmm. We talk so much about, you know, you can't give from an empty cup and you need to be full. But in some cases, you need to be empty because if you're not empty and you're going into a space to take on some things... There's some things I don't need my cup to overflow. I don't want it overflowing trauma. I don't want it overflowing grief. I don't want it overflowing negativity. So sometimes I need to actually go somewhere and empty my cup so that when I come back, yes, the reserve from which I'm giving is full, but there's a cup sitting that's empty to take on what you're about to give so that I can go pour it out later mm. Um, and just, the understanding and mindset of that. So some of the ways that I have been doing that lately is actually taking a rest. Um, so for the month of September, I, in all honesty, had I wasn't really showing up on social media. It doesn't mean I wasn't checking in, but I wasn't putting myself on this timeline of, oh, I got to make posts. I gotta say this, I was still interacting with people behind the scenes, sending DMs, liking stuff, commenting on it, but I didn't put myself on the pressure of like, I got to show up as Shamiko or Positive and Meek in a way that I'm constantly giving in the month of September, which was hard because September was Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, but at the same time, I knew October was coming mm-hmm. and there are survivors and other people that suicide prevention is their mission. That's their advocacy lane. So me not showing up for that month wasn't taken away from all the other people that were there. And sometimes that comes into play too, when it comes to setting boundaries and having a rest It's understanding you're only one person and there are other people. And sometimes you need to step back so that others can have their moment mm-hmm. and also step back so that people can be introduced to maybe others who may better serve and fit their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I have also been having more conversations with people, just the understanding of one I'm not a flaky friend. At least I try not to be. And I've been (laughs) working on that a a lot more. But it's the understanding that all my friends have different priorities in this season. Some of them are having babies. Some of them are getting married. Some of them it's like, oh, I'm going to travel and do all this. And it's not that our friendship is no longer a friendship or, you know, we don't align. But it's just God has us in different places. And so it's that understanding that I'm not going to be there for every moment you have. Just like I don't expect you to be here for every moment I have. The glory, I think, in friendship is when you understand and acknowledge that it's true friendship. When you need me the most, I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. When I can be there for the other stuff, I will be. But it's that understanding that we can speak to each other and acknowledge what season it is. Mm -hmm. Is this a time where you need me to be at everything? Or is it an understanding right now, especially if you're married, I got to connect to my spouse. So our Mm -hmm. friendship is as long as we still checking in on each other. I know you still there. We good. And the same with having babies and other things that come into um, come into play. So I think it's also understanding my role in not only my life, but in other people's lives. And last but not least, trying new things. Um, I'm very (laughs) introverted and people don't know that because I'm a trained extrovert, like speak, whatever, be on go. But, I love to have a long time. You know music is my my fill up book reading. and when you're constantly giving to others, you really you don't have time to get it yourself or you start finding that you're doing it. and in all honesty, it doesn't bring you the same fulfillment of joy because you feel like, okay, I literally had to go rob Peter to give myself this. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And I'm not doing this. And now in the time that I would have been doing to feel me, I got to process the grief and how sad I feel about telling, you no. I ain't doing that. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, the understanding of literally prioritizing myself and saying yes to myself may look like telling, you no, Mm -hmm. but that no served a greater purpose for the yes that it gave me. Um, so, yeah, just living life um, and putting myself in a position that living my life doesn't make me feel guilty for maybe not showing up in somebody else's.
1: That's beautiful. Now, real friends, y'all know we've talked about this, but Dee and I have also been going through it really this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we've gone through it several times. Um but this year, I think it's been... It
0: feels different this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, d have feel different. Now we got a, a, a counselor on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going, going to counseling. We're going <laughs> to this. <laughs> and listen, sometimes you do. Sometimes you need a third party to be like... Yeah. Is
0: where we at. Can you help? <laughs> We doing this? Are we handling this right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, we used to talk every day. um, And so now like being in a season where I am about to get married and I am planning a wedding and I, you know, got my dog, I'm working crazy hours. She works crazy hours. She's going through her own things. And it's like, I want to be there more, but like. I also don't necessarily have the time and space to be there like I normally am. And so it's like, dang, I need to check on her. But then it's also like, I want to be able to give the time and, you know, ear that is actually needed for that. Like, I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm calling you to check in, but I don't really have time to listen to what you got to (laughs) say.
2: I mean, it's what I said about that stepping (laughs) back so other people can show up. I mean, if we don't give space for people to actually connect to others, then we have to feel guilty sometimes when we step away. But also it comes with taking ownership or actually taking responsibility for the fact that like we created those situations and creating a union with somebody else is a beautiful thing. And also understanding that you don't even have to get to a place where they have to be able to talk to somebody else because there are going to be things that come up that is like, before we can come to each other about this, I need you to have talked to someone who helps you maybe identify your role in this. Just like, I need to go talk to somebody to see my role in this. So we can come back together, acknowledge what role we played and move forward together. Um, And that could look like a therapist that could look like more friends, but either way, it's the understanding of knowing one person can't be your everything. Um, And one person already is, or is supposed to be. And you know, that's God. That's our father. But even in that sense, so many of us have confidence and other people that play roles in our lives that oftentimes overshadow that relationship. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it could be reminding you, you need to turn back to that relationship. Like, you know, what does God's word say about mm-hmm. this transition at this point in my life? Mm-hmm. But also knowing that if you have God and you have all these other people that serve different purposes in your life, why would you have one friend? That serves the purpose of all those things. Um, And it's not saying you need to have more best friends. It's just acknowledgement that sometimes associates and people that we have in our lives for a season, like that's a real thing and it's needed. Mm hmm.
1: And I think for me, it's been, a, well, probably for both of us, like when we have stepped back from each other and then other people have come in, it has been, I speak for myself, it, it is like a gut punch. Like, hold on. I know she ain't tell such so like, I know she, like, even recently, like, it was something, you know, that she, she shared with me that her fiance said, and I was like, I, I know I said that. But you know what, Lord? <laughs> I praise you for using me but a vessel.
0: And somebody else, somebody else
1: wanted to see. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I know sometimes for D when I be like, oh, well, I'll talk to such, such about it. And
0: well, you tell me. <laughs> like, but think- in reality, it's like, when have we had time to tell each other? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And so
1: this, I think this season, both of us have been going through a lot um in very different ways mm-hmm. and both are being groaned and groomed for different things in different seasons and that is part of why we dk was gone for five months because we were going through a lot and we just didn't we our cup was too full uh, it was too full and it was too empty at the same time mm-hmm. to try to come on here and fake like you know, we, we're never going to be fake. We'll just not record instead of, you know what I'm saying, trying to force force the word of God at that moment. Yeah. But it was like, you know, seeds are being planted. And mm-hmm. it is true, um, Shamika, what you were saying about, you know, I'm going to be there when you need me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my sister told me months ago that in September, she needed me in Jacksonville to help her with stuff for the wedding. But what did I do? Made sure I shut everything else down and I came here for the wedding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's been certain things where, you know, we scheduled time to talk, or yeah, you know, right. I might text her and be like, Hey, can you call me at such and such? And she mm-hmm. will shut <laughs> stuff down, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and, and yeah. make sure she's there. So it's it's it is kind of feeling like to an extent you kind of losing your best friend, but you gaining each other in a different way. You
0: yeah. know what I'm saying? And not like
2: we still got it. Look, I
1: still got you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And, I mean, I still got you fool. You know, I got you, but you know.
2: And I've recently been through that in particular. My best friend got married in February, and I mean, so August was our twelve year like friendship anniversary. Oh. We saw the whole thing april um Oprah did with Gail, you know, mm-hmm. the flowers on the table when I'm celebrating. I and didn't I see like, that. <laughs> so they had posted on social media, and apparently there was a special, but Oprah and Gail, you know, first of all, they got money, but they were celebrating their friendship. So I hit up my best friend. Uh, shout out to Laquita if you're checking this out. And I was like, yo, we need to do something. And of course, for us to celebrate means we also bring on, we call the, the third amigo, uh, Ashton. And so we all met freshman year, Georgia Southern. Oh, God, I just told how old I am. So yeah, it's been 12 years since freshman year, <laughs> August. And we was just like, man, like. But that's something to celebrate. A lot of people can't say they have friendships that make it through them type of years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And we, it's not no Greek thing. It's not something where it's like you, there was mandatory stuff that you had to do that brought you together for anniversaries. Mm-hmm. This is saying like, we chose to keep check on each other. We chose to make sure I see what's going on in your life. And that's, that's true friendship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, She was celebrating her six months married with her new bae. And I was just like, well, okay, so we can't do that. But in true Laquita style, I was like, hold up. But even though that's going on, like maybe we can do like a group trip. And so I made that commitment. I'm going to be there. So Mm -hmm. in October, you know, at the end of August, no matter what was going on, it was like, matter of fact, I made it where that started my resting period. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is going to happen with, you know, my friend, her husband, and it's time to be her cousin. Ashton had a football game. But it was like, okay, that trip is happening. And then my rest period begins. Mm -hmm. And so, what my rest period looked like, and I honestly was connecting with those people that I hadn't talked to Mm -hmm. in a while, it looked like me showing up differently because I, you know, even when it came to clients, I I wasn't taking on new clients. I was actually beginning to transition to a new site. So, it was like September is honestly going to be feeding into me. And where that comes into what you all said is like you communication. Mm-hmm. Somebody made the statement, hey, I need you this month. Go ahead and put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. That means I'm giving consideration to knowing that you have a life and you have things to do. I'm not giving you something last minute. Mm-hmm. Um also the factor of like y'all just said, like, oh, but you know, I still got you. That's important in friendships because people are like, oh, the best friendships are the ones where we don't talk in forever, but when we catch up, it's like no time passed. Mm-hmm. That's true, but y'all know y'all was communicating it some way in between. You You gotta be. Hey, I'm thinking about you today. How you
1: doing? Let let us say I'm not, no don't don't be coming at me. I ain't talked to you in about six seven months. No no no. Do yeah. You seen something happen. You seen you seen what I've been going? Through. No no. <laughs> you seen what my mom posted? You yeah. didn't reach out then don't reach out now. I'm sorry that, that's a trigger warning for me. Don't do that. Yeah. Hey no I, I don't I'm not talking to my people for six seven months. Now, I might not have long dialogues, but I definitely shoot a text of hey I'm thinking about you today. Hey I love you. Hey. You know, this hey, this made me think of you or what like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like still having that type of communication, but don't don't try to play me.
2: And words of affirmation is big for me, and not in like my love language, but the love language I give. Words of affirmation and gifts. I'm known for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how can I show up for you? Or Are you winning? Oh, I'm a I'm posting everywhere. Like, look at my homie, look at the big, <laughs> you know, the big sis or the little sis. Because for me, that is a way for me to show that I'm still in your corner. That shows you that I'm like no matter how far apart we are, I'm going to celebrate your wins. Uh And even if I'm going through it, when you win, that's still quote unquote a win for us. Uh Because that's still a reminder to me too, that God, hears prayers. Uh Because even if I feel like he ain't listening to me right now, seeing you win lets me know, but he's still listening. Uh You know what I'm saying? Uh Especially if we really good friends, because I'm praying for you too. So that wasn't just your answer prayer. That was our answer prayer. So being able to shift that mindset. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. God is definitely answered prayer. D and I have had nights of prayer together. Uh we've dreamt similar dreams together that have now come to fruition. Um, so that is God is good. God is good.
0: That part. Um
1: I think I feel like we kinda answered the third question. Um, It was, are there things that people should be cautious of when establishing mental health? I feel like we covered that as far as like communication, you Mm, know, um, make sure you're conscious of the communication between you and that person and being conscious of why you're setting those boundaries. Don't just be out here well, you piss me off. Okay, no, 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 no. What about that made you feel a certain type of way? Has this happened before? Mm -hmm. Is it one of
2: those things where you
1: need to address now before it goes further?
0: So, yeah. And even the respect thing, like, knowing that, that that means you need to move a little differently. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: so, I do want to yeah. add to that, too, something that I got to speak on. Um, Sierra had a conference there in Atlanta, but it was virtual this year. Um, it was like the Mentor for the Culture Conference. And I got to do a a piece with um, a local imagine family therapist, uh, Joseph Hill. Yeah. And it was it was dope. But something that was said that I hadn't even thought of, once again, a vessel used by God. Mm -hmm. I don't write my speeches even now. Like I didn't, you know, sit down and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. It's like I have a guy use me. That's what we're going with. Mm -hmm. And he made a statement about relationships and like the give and take. And I said something and it became a quote. So even I had to write it down because I promise you all the quote wasn't for me but it was looking at when your relationships go from being relational to transactions. Mm -hmm. So are we serving in relation where it's like, I'm listening to understand and not just respond. And also transactions of the purpose of this friendship is, you know, if you have X, Y, and Z, you give me X, Y, and Z. And I continue to show up as a friend and give X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Or, despite you having X, Y, and Z and me may not having it does not change our friendship. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes in friendships too, we look at other people and what they have and be like, as my friend, you were supposed to give me that too. Also understanding what God has for us is for us. And God may have gave your friend that through somebody else because that's where they were supposed to get it. And you weren't supposed to get it from them. Because if you get it from them, it may be poison to you where it made them grow. Mm -hmm. so you can't like it speaks to envy jealousy but also the understanding of if you tell me you expect x y and z of me in my growing season and Mm -hmm. i'm growing and that means you're not motivating me to grow you're not like celebrating my wins you're more so looking at my wins as what's coming to you next that also has me being questioning our relationship because Mm -hmm. i don't look at your wins the same way Mm -hmm. i'm celebrating you when you waiting on me to to share Mm-hmm. because being the person I am I'm going to do that anyway
0: mm-hmm.
2: and in relationships when you go into a relationship with somebody you go into it with them because of who they are mm-hmm. and knowing that to an extent they're not a selfless selfless person but also understanding when you need to help them become selfish because sometimes mm-hmm. we're in relationships with people who all they do is give 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 mm-hmm. and we're constantly having to remind them like hey it's time for you to stop giving for a little while and take on yourself but that's not fair for me to tell you that and still be saying, but you need to give to me. Right. That that message doesn't line up. And if you listen to this and you're like, oh, well, if my friend has opportunities, I'm not saying it that way. Because a lot of us are in positions where it's like, okay, these opportunities have arrived. I know this works for my friend, too, so I'm going to share. Yeah. Not that. But you know what I mean. And if it applies to you, when you find yourself in a situation where you have someone who is literally in their winning season and you've noticed you're not celebrating their wins. You're more or less mad about what they got that you don't have. And sometimes that can be something to be mindful of for you. And maybe that's the conversation y'all need to have for them. If you feel that what they got is something they can easily share, but also what about them being in their winning season? Has you feeling like for some reason you've been left behind or you're not getting what God promised you? Because, at the end of the day, remember, or at least the God I serve, nobody can come between me and his blessings. And even the person that tries to take them, God is going to make it for their downfall where eventually mm-hmm. they're going to have to give it to me and it's going to be in a public setting because right. what they did in private, God is going to use to bless me publicly. Mm-hmm. But that's the belief I have. And sometimes I feel like we we miss that because I've been in places, y'all, I promise I'm not saying it's like I'm perfect. I've been in situations where I've, I've had to, like, approach myself and, like, wonder, like, hold up, what is it that you're jealous about or what is it that's hurting you? When mm-hmm. my best friend got married, I had to call my mom and me and my other best friend had a conversation, like, and honestly saying, I want to show up and be the friend. What can I do for you, etc., mm-hmm. and not be reminded, dang, like, I'm not married, though. I don't even have any prospects. Mm-hmm. Like, I was conscious of that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be there and I want to celebrate and I want to win with my friend. So I just, I'm thinking about it now and maybe being in the public, like in the mental health space was a plus for me on that to be able to even acknowledge that before it happened. But I feel like in true friendship too, even if I wasn't a therapist, that would have been something I thought about because I would have known like we can vibe off each other. We read each other, like we can read, like, hold up, something's not right here. Mm. And on your big day, I don't want to be the person that's giving you that energy, especially exactly. knowing that so many other people are already gonna be there asking of you and pulling of you, like it's their yeah. celebration and not yours. And I want to be your cheerleader and your reminder that no matter what other people are throwing at you, the only thing you need to be worried about is making sure you enjoy today. Too much money been spent, first of all. <laughs> I love to you. I'm trying to tell
0: you
2: you know, <laughs> this is your forever. Two families are joining, and y'all done been with your families for forever. So now it's this person's chance to get to know and learn for you. So if anything, I want to be running block, like who I who yeah. I need to make sure I don't you today? Yep. Not yep. somebody that you like. Dang, actually, I need you to give me some space too. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: And I think it's a that's a good that's a good point, and I, I'll speak on that too, Shamika, because I've had to go like to my counselor and have those conversations. I'm not bring. I'm not bringing that to D. <laughs> Uh I was gonna say something, but
2: uh <laughs> 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 okay, okay. <laughs>
1: gonna edit that, but yeah, week, I feel what you're saying because I've had to have those conversations with my counselor and I urge everybody to like I mean, and I'm I'm pretty sure there, there have been seasons in all of our friendships where one friend is looking like they're winning, and the other friend, like that Mike Ty series, um Planted, not buried. I think that's yes. the name of it. But Like, I'm feeling like I'm buried, but really I'm planted and God has me in a certain season of growth and stripping away different things for me and all that kind of stuff. And what D and I have noticed, and I, I feel like I'll be speaking for D sometime, but D, if you disagree, you know you speak up. Okay. <laughs> like, you and our lives go in parallel, Sometimes, yeah, a lot of times, and it's like one of us to get to a certain line before the other one, but then the other one is there, like, okay, I I went through this already. Let me help you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So it's really like you know, even when it went from transitioning jobs to school to. Um, At first, you know, it was relationships and stuff like one person got in a relationship, the person went through a breakup, the person did this, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's been real, like we're parallel, but we're constantly moving. And for y'all that can't see me, like I'm doing my hands, like holding them up and moving them past each other. But at a certain point, like we're here
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and we're here, meaning we're like we're together. But one is still going this direction, the other one's going that direction. But like we we have that advantage. And I also I also feel like to an extent, like Christ does that purposely in me and mm-hmm. Dee's friendship. So that you no, know, we may not be able to talk how we used to. We may not be able to do this over this. But when we do, we do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like she surprised me in Jamaica. I had no clue she was coming to Jamaica to celebrate my graduation. But it was something about the way she hugged me. Like it yes, was, okay. she, you
2: know go. what I'm saying?
1: Oh. Like, and even even when we was in Jacksonville, like Denisha don't like affection. She don't like all that kind of stuff. But even still, like she just sat on the couch and let me kiss on her. Oh
2: so <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I I, you know, I don't care. And that's not what she's talking about. She knows the quicker she sit there and be, be still, let me kiss on her, the quicker she'll she... stop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, almost, like... that's the moments when you just be like, I miss you so much. Yeah, yeah.
1: But you know, but then even like but even then, like, you know, just making sure that we made that time for each other. Excuse me, that we made that time for each other and that we still show up in different ways. And mm. even when we have conversations. We started doing this thing of before we unload on each other. Hey, do you have the capacity to hold this? Mm-hmm. Or my new thing now is I just need my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and with D, it's more so of uh, she don't really have like a thing she'll say, but she'll just start going in. And I know that's the time for me to just <laughs> be quiet and just listen. Like she don't need advice, she don't need none of that. She just need uh she just need her best friend to listen to her. So I'm just like yeah. Most of says, I'm listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, too, and I, I think it's for those of you who may be listening, like, hold up. We talking about boundaries and not something. We talking about friendships. When you think about relationships and the boundaries that you have to set, oftentimes the people you need, you have the hardest time setting boundaries with aren't the ones who you know are in your life for a certain mm-hmm. reason. It's always the ones that's closest to you mm-hmm. because when seasons change, you have to first comes to the acknowledgement of understanding like why things are shifting. Cause all shifts aren't bad shifts. And then once you acknowledge why things are shifting, then you can better assess like, what do we need to do differently? That's still setting boundaries. And for those of us that have been in long-term friendships, long-term relationships, or have people in our lives that it's like, I don't ever want to let you go. So I need to figure out how this going to work. And I mean, I mean, that it could even be a uh, mentorship. Like undergrad was a big part. I feel like of my life in terms of coming from a small town and a household, a very strict Christian household to a place where it's like, okay, you sit in your own, you know, deal. <laughs> you were to college and I ain't even got no curfew. Like, you know, you, you decide what you do. Um, And seeing people sometimes make friendships that you like, dog. Wow, like I wish I had it like that. Like they've known each other since kindergarten. Or even becoming a part of groups because I feel like we all have different, you can name your friendship groups. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing people do certain things and you're just like, Man, like I want that, or I want to be a part of that. So it's that understanding of all those are relationships. Mm-hmm. whether well, the connections were made, or if you're somebody looking on the out um, from the outside looking in, you still have some form of a relationship with that. There's an attachment there. So right. that's why boundaries and friendships still coincide. But why this conversation, I promise y'all, has not derailed and still speaks to those boundary settings. Or even that need to take a rest. Because once again, sometimes, cool, sleep is just needed. And I remember I have a really good friend here who I used to tell him stuff was like going on. And he'd be like, maybe you need a nap. Or he would literally just say, she can go take a nap. And at first I'd be like, sleep is not the answer to everything. But then I had to acknowledge he's acknowledging that you work a lot, you need to go rest. He's also acknowledging that sometimes you just need to sleep on things because once you sleep on it, mm-hmm. you, th- you see it differently when you wake up. Mm-hmm. There's a whole science behind that. Like your brain needs to be able to process stuff. If you never in your brain's never processing it. So you're only acting off that initial reaction, that our initial emotion. You haven't taken the time to like to come to understand where that emotion even came from. Because sometimes, y'all, we be hurt by people, but it ain't even that person that hurt us. Somebody before yeah. us hurt hurt us. But because we're responding or reacting to what they did, we haven't acknowledged that they did an action, but somebody else created the pain. Mm-hmm. So it, it takes that rest. Um, and we were talking even before y'all this the podcast uh, this episode got started, and he was mentioning about Jesus sleep on the boat in the storm. That was the ultimate act of rest. <laughs> so many, so many of us, our emotions are our storm, and because we have not learned to rest before we speak to social media or other people mm-hmm. about what we're going through we don't realize that all we're doing is making our storm rage because we haven't rested so that God could take control
1: amen
0: but you. hmm. well, yeah <laughs> your you response <laughs> I'm sorry. when it hit it hit it when it hit it time time okay But, yeah, uh, we also, I think we answered this question, too, which is good. But the fourth question was, what do you feel keeps women and black women specifically from resting? So we kind of hit on that at at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll end with the last question, because I think this is a good one. There's still a stigma when it comes to mental health in the black community. So what stereotypes do you feel we still need to know and break when it comes to mental health?
2: First of all, don't nothing that happened behind a closed door that creates pain or hurt for you need to stay behind that closed door. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean you need to bring it to the public, but you need to find somebody that you can bring it to so that you can acknowledge that hurt and pain and either take it back to the source or understand how not to carry that hurt and pain into future generations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think so many times we think, you know, telling family secrets, like it's going to be like that Lifetime movie y'all they writing them scripts to make money that ain't your real (laughs) life Like that's not how it goes but also understand there's truth in every piece of drama Mm -hmm. if we don't find the power in speaking up about the hurt that we have we're continuously letting people not only continue to hurt us but we find ourselves repeating behavior that we always said we wouldn't but it's because we now understand where that behavior come from but sometimes you gotta understand and acknowledge where the behavior came from to did it not just so oh I understand why mama was bitter with my you know my father and why I see that playing the relationship she had with my stepfather and now I done been hurt by this man and now I'm showing it up in my relationship with my mm-hmm. husband and my kids see it and then they grow up understanding it and repeat it no I need you to understand it so that when you get hurt you can say hey we're not doing this you can have a relationship with them but you and I don't have a relationship mm-hmm. or even the understanding of. I just need to completely let you go and understand that to let this person love me fully, I got to let go the hurt You gave me. Mm. Um, so it's definitely that one. Um, I think another one is this un- this whole thing of we just going to pray about it. Prayer is a tool in the <laughs> toolkit. God says even face without works is dead. And there's mm-hmm. a- we all know, too, there's more to that scripture than just that one part. We just get that part. You know, to, to edify what we need, what it is we should be getting. There, there's more. Girl, to you
1: it. better be from the church. Girl, edify, edify. highly favored. Come oh, on.
2: But you know that to say, you gonna pray and get this work. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of my clients, like that's just no. Even my clients who are not of faith will oftentimes still like say something and they stop and be like, "But I need to know what, what like." You got something to say on that? What? You know? And I'm like, well, we discussed, You know, you agnostic, so it's like, but that don't mean that. I mean, I just need to know how what you truly hear when you hear that. Okay. You know, and and I don't just give it. I wait for them to ask. Mm-hmm. And I've even had clients who are faith based, and it's always interesting. We'll be, they'll be talking, and like I, I do this thing where I just, I stop and I look. <laughs> and they'll be like, okay, uh-uh. What, what? Like, I missed the scripture, didn't I? Like I'm telling you something that I should have I should have heard in church on Sunday, ain't I? And I'm like, I mean, it ain't necessarily church on Sunday, but for instance, a real smooth one is you just said you want to be more Christ-like and you mad that people don't like you. But didn't Jesus get crucified because people didn't like him? So I'm just you you asking for something and you somewhat getting it and you mad about it. You big man. You know? <laughs> Hold on. Are you coming for me soon? Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> and I say that because, so I, I, I say this not to interrupt you, but to also Maybe. just bring more edification.
0: to what Okay. You're saying. okay,
1: okay. <laughs> so I've been praying um, more for different characteristics within myself to prepare me and, and prep me to be a better woman. And then that trickle down to other things in life. So anyway, most recently, I've been asking God, like one of the things has been patience, right? And yesterday I was at work and, you know, I was talking to one of my direct reports about something. And it it was kind of evident that that person wasn't really understanding what I was saying. And I thought that they were being sneaky about some things. And so, you know, I'm, I'm doing the, the team leader role. I'm, you know, trying to handle things professionally, whatever, whatever. And I felt myself getting mad. And I was like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, oh, see, you trying to play me just because I'm nice, just because I'm nice and I'm young. Listen, I can take it there professionally and we'll go there professionally. Right. But I didn't do that. In my mind, I said, you know what, Lord? Thank you for the opportunity for me to show patience and thank you for the opportunity for me to show grace. And I went and I prayed and I thanked God. Now, it has taken a lot of maturity and a lot of storms to get to me being able to change that that mindset. But I said, Lord, I thank you. After I prayed that prayer and I asked God, give me wisdom and show me how to address this. After I prayed that, y'all, it wasn't even an hour. I don't even think it was 30 minutes. Me and that person bumped into each other and they said, hey, I want to apologize to you because we had miscommunication on this. I see now what you meant. I apologize. I didn't mean to whatever, whatever. And I, I said, no, I, but I'm glad you see what I'm talking about now. So this is why I said what I said, blah, blah, blah. And so later, I and I, and y'all know I journal, So I journaled to, to the Lord and I said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for that because had I had I gotten into my mind and started feeding myself, my narrative, my version of stuff that went down and fueled my anger instead of viewing this as I pray for patience, you giving me situations that requires me to grow and exhibit patience, I would have possibly damaged a, a relationship, um, a professional relationship that we're going to need each other in order to be successful in this company. You know what I'm saying? So I say all that to say, like, yes, you can't be expecting to grow and to become more Christ-like and all this kind of stuff, and not expect for storms to come your way. That's that's how he uh, that's how he grooms us, and we'll put this in the show notes. But it's a whole scripture that talks about no discipline seems pleasurable in the moment, but it brings about, you know. Now, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but because I don't have it in front of me, but it brings about character and perseverance and patience and long suffering and stuff. So, amen.
2: Amen. (laughs) Even just to add to that, and I think we, like all three of us, have said it at some point throughout this episode you got to know the background to some stuff because a lot of us take the portion of it that is easy for us to digest. And don't understand we didn't get the whole meal. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't get the whole meal, you're missing substance. And that substance is what's important to maintain these relationships we're talking about. Mm. And if I take it, I, I love, sorry, y'all, I really, I do, I love metaphors and like analogies. Yay, girl, Sometimes you got to be okay with your food touching. It's all going down the same way anyway. But if you're a person that you don't like for your food to touch and you're like, I got to eat it, you know, piece by piece. And you got to remember, some of those pieces may not taste well. Some of those pieces just straight bitter. Mm -hmm. And because you didn't mix it so that you could get the full savoriness of the meal, you got to sit through them pieces that don't taste good just to get to the piece that may do. And sometimes you may end up with a plate that you completely don't like. Mm -hmm. But you still got to eat. And that's that's just for this episode because, you know, there's some times where, like, true... You don't need to eat. You need to be mindful when people are not sharing things with you, et cetera. But when we're talking about setting that emotional boundary, but also being able to acknowledge that not everything we don't like is from the devil, yeah. um, sometimes God gives us those things we don't like so that we can grow through mm-hmm. them. We have to understand sometimes you just got to sit in it.
1: Mm-hmm. And learn to give praise in every circumstance, like that requires a mindset shift in itself. But whether it's a situation that the enemy is giving you or it's the situation that God has presented you with to have an opportunity to grow, like you got to learn how to, no matter what, Lord, in the end, I'm going to come out bigger and better. So I'm going to thank you in it. And that, it takes certain level of maturity you got to get to. So so for my new real friends in Christ, don't think you're going to come out the gate just knowing how to do, don't beat yourself up because I, I would listen to podcasts like this and it would affect my mental health. Like I would listen to sermons and stuff and I'd be like, I'm not there yet. Well, I don't automatically think those things. No, 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 no. Recognize this. That's when you put a boundary up. recognize the season you in certain things you might not be able to listen to right now because it's making you anxious that you're not in a certain season of life turn that stuff off and listen to the things that speak to your soul that minister to your soul that you know are from christ
2: and i think that if i were to end one thing on that question of just things i wanted to add it will also be that piece of don't come back because you just (laughs) said it um it's understanding, too, that, you know, when we're talking about things that, you know, maybe you're not ready for just yet or it, it it's rubbing you the wrong way. It's also understanding, too, that, oh, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> just because you pass the test don't mean you don't get it again, mm-hmm. especially for some of us in the roles we in. Mm-hmm. It hurts the first time so bad when you go through it. And it may hurt the second time, the third, fourth. And then the 10th time you get it, you're like, oh, okay, God already showed me. This is going to be something that's a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Deuces, deuces. Um, and I think we don't, we think so much, I passed the test, so what's next? Not realizing you passed the test so that when you get the test again, you can just go through it easier because it's a part mm-hmm. of your journey. And there's going to be several places on your journey where that same test appears, but how well you learn to navigate that test and navigate that storms, like lets you know how quickly the next time around, or when you get to the next level in your journey, you make it through it. It's like playing shoots and ladders a dozen times with your niece and you like or, or niece and nephew, and you just like, okay, oh, I'm getting tired of like showing, <laughs> like getting them to beat me and count these numbers or whatever. But then as you get older, you find they've made different versions of the game or different uh-huh. versions of Uno. But it took you more the basics to know, to be able to play the game the next go around and be as upset with the pieces that are complicated as everybody else because the basics are no longer complicated. So the game had to be made harder for you to still entertain, be entertained. And life is that way. We go through the same stuff we went through in kindergarten with building friendships and maintaining relationships mm-hmm. as adults. And if we didn't get it back in kindergarten or didn't even have friendships in kindergarten, we as adults see other adults navigate certain things and be like, dang, why I'm not like them and I'm an adult too. Cause your childhood wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna leave that at that because that's be another serious thing.
0: That's real though, because I'm like when you was talking, I was just thinking about like, okay, for example, like you go through a breakup and then it's like, okay. I learned something from this breakup, but then I go through another breakup and then it's like, I learned something else and I behave a different way. And then you keep, it keeps happening and it still hurt, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, I'm learning something different each time. And then I move differently each time. And then eventually like, okay, I still move differently. And mm-hmm. I've learned these things about myself that help me to know better what my boundaries need to be in these relationships, whether it's a friendship a, you know a romantic relationship or a professional relationship like you continue to learn those things so yeah, yeah. good stuff
1: good stuff <laughs> yeah this has been an amazing episode thank you so much Shameka, for you know lending your time lending your your ear lending your counseling self and your spirit to us <laughs> and the real friends Um, before we close out is there anything any last minute things you want to leave the people with
2: Yes. So, Henry Cloud is someone who has wrote a series on boundaries. Um, there's boundaries in marriage, boundaries in dating, um, simply boundaries, um, even boundaries with kids for those of you who are parents and you're like, ooh, how do I navigate that? So, Henry Cloud is a great author. Um, for those of you, it's a faith, faith podcast. So, whether you're new to the faith, <laughs> you've been here, you're an OG, or if you're somebody who is... Coming to that place where you're being tested with some things and you finding faith again. He's a great author um, and there is some faith in it. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, too, if you're somebody who's not a faith, it's still for you. Mm-hmm. There's always things to learn. Um, there's also um, an author by the name of Nidra Glover. And she has a book out called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. Another great one. And it also comes with a workbook. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just encourage you. There are truly seven types of boundaries, um, physical, sexual, emotional, mental, spiritual, religious, financial, material, time boundaries, and then those non-negotiables. And there are books on all of it. If you're somebody like me who loves to read, Mm -hmm. um, who can help you with not only reading it to understand, like we said, the first step in setting boundaries is acknowledging that you need them. Um, so not only helping you to acknowledge them, but more step by step on once you've defined the type of boundary you need, what some steps may look like in that depending on your relationship. Because it could be a whole it could be a whole um degree, y'all. It's not something that's like, oh, that's one class in the series. No, nah, that's 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 a whole a whole curriculum. Um but yeah, so there's even ones like where to draw the line and then talking about boundaries with parents. So just for anybody who's listening to this and you're like, that was beautiful what they said or, like, he said what we said, like, made you feel like, ooh, that hit a little different. I may not be ready yet. Um, or if you're somebody like D and you're like, oh, I'm getting ready for the next level, it's, it's book, So I encourage you a simple Google or, like I said, I named a few if you want to just type their names in. Um Check out and start to build your resource list because, like we said, you went through that test once, but trust me, it's coming again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: So please tell the people also where they can find you if they want to get in touch with you. And shoot, if they want you to be their counselor. Right. She's taking new clients. Okay, let's put the balance.
0: You always got to ask, are you taking new clients? Yeah.
2: (laughs) So if you guys want to uh, just check me out on social media, I'm positively meek on all platforms. Um, And if you actually catching this on YouTube or something, it's actually at the bottom where our names are. So you can see how it's filled. Um If you are in the Tennessee area and you are looking for a therapist, you can find me at Hampton House Counseling. And if you're somebody who's just like, yo, I actually just want to hear more of you talking, type my name on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I, I don't have my own podcast yet. It may be some coming in the future, but I have been a guest and a reoccurring guest on so many podcasts, and most of them because I am a therapist are about relationships or just learning more about yourself. So feel free to take a dive down that that realm.
1: Amen, amen. So with that, real friends, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thank you so much to Shamika for look,
0: she counseled the in this episode. I said, now we gonna have a session in the middle of this episode. Not we gonna have a <laughs> session.
2: So, I just thank y'all I feel honored to be here like in all honesty it's always fun to like be a part of friends journeys whether it be to listen and like give feedback or to be like actually on the podcast or like reading over something somebody wrote like it's it's an honor it, like it, it speaks to who God is and why he puts people together so thank you
0: oh no.
1: So real friends, we'll make sure that we link all of Shamika's information in the description box below um, and make sure that you all come back in two weeks. We got another guest for y'all that's going to speak to another version of boundaries um, and black girl magic and the stigma that goes along with that. So with that, we love y'all and we say peace and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. All right.